Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. On this podcast, we interview real estate professionals on their journey with their real estate career. They provide great value, insight, and knowledge. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. When I say we got a banger for you, we definitely do. We got a young brother, 21 years old, in the Georgia market, killing it in the wholesale business, Airbnb and car rentals. Michael Baker, phenomenal young brother, doing his thing. Tune in to pick up these great tips. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back with another great one on the Headley Group Real Estate Show where the show is designed for real estate professionals, whether you're licensed or unlicensed. We're here to give you information, education, and guidance to help you with your career in the wonderful world of real estate. Anything that's centered around real estate, which we have a brother today um, who I actually met at a great conference, actually this past weekend, called InvestFest, their first um, conference. And we want to get shouts to the Earn Your Leisure podcast for doing such a wonderful job. But without further ado, Let's give a warm welcome to the talented brother, Mr. Michael Baker Jr. with Giving Investments LLC. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Man, happy brother. to be here. Happy to be here. Oh man, this is a good thing, man. You see, you know, one thing about our show is is uh uh I've always uh, um harbor on authenticity. And it's right. like, yo, you be who you are, right? Don't try to be exactly. like nobody else. And sure. so, so we need to curse a little bit. We need to be real, just like we having a conversation. With, we make it happen, right? We're going to have fun, yeah. right? So, yeah. so one thing I like about this young brother, like I said, I met him. He had a lot of enthusiasm, and and you know, you never judge a book by its cover. Uh, first, the first upon initial, you know, me meeting him. Actually, we met in line. We was going to get some food, <laughs> and the brother was behind me, and it was another young lady. Uh, you know, I was talking to while we was moving in line and, and you would think people come to the conference, you would think that they're not as further along in their endeavor as you think, OK, well, maybe they just be start. But ladies and gentlemen, you say this brother right here doing some wonderful things. You think this brother's a veteran in the game, this brother's skill, knowledge and be holding on to your seatbelt. He's going to light you with some good stuff. So, Mike, Michael, Mike, talk to me because I prefer to be called Mike. Hey, you call me Mike, man. We can be Michael, Mike. Mike. In the afternoon, I guess. Ah, <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. At the closing table, what we what we prefer to be called? At the closing table, I like to. They call me Michael most of the time. Okay. Because sometimes people that deal with you just got to be got, uh, correct. Uh, you know, correct. So, I got you. I got you. I got you. That's the market. So, I mean. <laughs> so so this brother right here specializes in and again you you interject anytime wholesaling. Yeah, right. Yes, wholesaling main, uh, main wholesaling main main thing. Mm-hmm. Airbnbs. Got some Airbnbs, yep. And the brother do the ultimate thing. He does the car rental business. And we're going to tap into that. Is there any other form of business? Mobile homes. Mobile homes. I forgot. That's right. Mobile homes. Like, <laughs> this brother's multi-talented. So listen, we're going to learn some good stuff. So Mike, let's talk about this whole investment beginning journey. What 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 was that spark? What made you say, you know something? Because there's all kinds of investments out here. What made you say, I want to get in. You started off with wholesaling. What was that? Right. All right. So back in 2019, I was I was 19 years old. Right. I go right along. Oh, brother. Oh, how old are you now? How old are you? I'm 21. I'm 21. I'm 21. Oh my God, brother. But go ahead, carry on. Yeah. So I started back in 2019. I had I was playing football in college, and when I when I was playing football in college, I had came back home one semester, and I was like, it was after my freshman year. I was like, I'm not going back to school, right? I started at this marketing firm, 
going door to door. So you know that's a hustle already. Mm. Just like wholesaling, anybody know wholesaling? Mm. That's a hustle, right? So I'm going door to door, and I'm like, they I already I already had this like entrepreneurship bug because the reason I went to the marketing firm because I was looking for an internship because I had uh my first business was FMP Digital Marketing, and okay. I was doing digital marketing. Okay. So I had a couple clients, a couple of real estate clients, and everything like that. That was doing marketing for Facebook and stuff. So once I, when I was, when I came back, I said, I'm not going to school. I started working in this marketing firm. They was, you know, you know, the little marketing firm, the MLM. Oh, you're going to move up. You get your own office. You do all that, right? Pyramid, but, pyramid. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I feel like that's the best thing that anybody could do, really. Mm. It's like, once you go to those, those type of businesses, it's like, so if you're in school for business, that's like going to business school full four years in like four months. They teach you so much. Mm. They teach you so much. Now, the structure of it, I mean, it may not be fair to some people, but if you're hustling, it'll work out. Mm. Now, I know sometimes it, it don't work out for some people. People feel like it's a scam, but mm. really, you got to take that knowledge that you learned there and apply it somewhere else. And that's what mm. all I did with everything that I did, mm. right? So all I did was once I, so I was like, all right, cool. I said, you know what? I'm going to end up going back to school. I went back, I ended up going to school my sophomore year. And um, as I was in school, I'm playing football still. They they convinced me to come back on, right? <laughs> they convinced me to come back on. I was at Jacksonville University. Um, and my partner, he, well, my old partner um, at the time, he was doing wholesaling. He did one deal in one month, made $7,000, right? So I'm like, I'm like, okay, that, that's pretty cool. But like, I wasn't thinking about doing it real. But we also worked at the same market firm, but I knew him since we was younger. Like we were okay. way younger. So he's like, hey man, we're gonna do a business together day one day. We're gonna do a business together one day. So when I went to school, I was still doing the digital marketing. He's like, he was like, hey man, I came back for like Chris during Christmas time, you know, during the break. And he's like, hey, I got that that deal back in, I think it was like September, but I couldn't get another deal since then. Like, you know how the beginners look, you know, you just right. you, you rent across something, you get exactly. it, and, it's, and you just close it. You just like, wow in a month you know some people take eight months to close their first deal two years eight months, exactly I, i've seen it i've seen it so he was just like so i know you in marketing already and there's a tip he said i know you in marketing already so how about you come on with me you wholesaling is nothing but marketing houses marketing to find houses undervalued put them up sell it to somebody else for a higher price correct correct that's all it is so he was like you already do marketing I'll show you the real estate and we can learn this together. So we basically started learning this together. He gave me the baseline of it and we was watching YouTube day in, day out, just learning day, day in, day out, like mm, trial mm. and error, trying to figure out what to do. And that's how I got brought into it. I came back, we started the company together, made our LLC, got after it. So, Wow. So, so brother, let's unpack a lot of that there, right? You, you basically took the approach of Hey, I was in another company and mm -hmm. instead of saying, yo, this, this right here is not working out for me in the short run, I've learned the skill set, what I need, and I applied it to another business, right? Yes. Uh, the brother made $7,000 in a day and that inspired you. Right? Yeah, right. I said, okay, well, look, I, I can do my own thing here. Now, now you're along this journey. Yeah. And you said, you know something? I need to go and get the information, but without me hiring a coach and i don't speak for you i don't know if you paid for a program you right. went to the best university out there which is youtube youtube i we 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 started and we we're doing it together and i tell anybody to do wholesaling get a partner if you can because mm. 
it's 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 a journey. It's a tough journey, definitely. You, uh, but like I said, I was already working at that marketing firm. You hear no all day long. That's all it is. You hear no. Mm. You, you get you saying no, but that every no you hear get close to that yes. Mm. So that's what I I took that approach to everything. So I'm like, all right, we may not. I didn't come in think we're gonna get a deal as fast as we did because it took maybe like two months, three months, finally close the deal. Mm. Um, but he. But we was both in there together. We we're just going, we we're just going after it on YouTube. Literally just teaching each other. Like then we'll learn something. We'll be like, hey, I just learned this, and he'll come at me. Hey, I just mm. learned this, and we'll be in there for hours. Then we'll be cold calling at the same time because you know people get um, analysis paralysis. So they they get in there. They be like, oh, I need to learn all the information. We didn't take all the time to learn all the information because most stuff just trial and error anyway. You yeah, mm. people gonna teach you stuff, but it's stuff that you can't learn until you do it yourself. So. Mm. Brother, let me tell you something. You you, you hit us with so many, so many great insights. The first thing I applaud you on is you had said you have to have the proper mindset, right? Because right. you said, well, you know something, I'm gonna take this approach here and, and I'm gonna just every no, it's gonna be a yes. Right? I mean, eventually yeah. I'll, I'll get a yes without right. giving up, right? Exactly. Okay, so now you fast forward and you got that first deal, right? Mm-hmm. And I know they always say momentum brings more confidence. Yes. Right? Yes. So now that you 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 went ahead and, and you did your thing. Mm-hmm. That first deal, what was that next two, three, four deals like? Was it easier so, or was it more challenging? Honestly, I feel like it was. I feel like it was easier, right? Mm. Because once I figured, we figured out. Because most of the things is about in wholesaling is about figuring out your market. That's why I tell people market analysis is huge. Once I start, once we start figuring out the market, and we did that first deal, we realized, all right, we need to be at this price point, price point to get these things going. Because you think. When you started, you'll be like, it ain't nobody buying properties over here, or we just get up stuff on the country, they're not buying it. No, you, you probably just don't have it at the right price point. So once we figured that out, we were able to go ahead and get these offer or re-offer other individuals that was interested in selling. So once we figured that out, we went back and just started re-offering people like, hey, we might've been wrong on this analysis, but look, we see that we could give you this much now. Mm-hmm. And they go with it. And now we're, now we've been in the buyer list at the same time, because a lot of people don't like I tell people, cold call buyers as well. Like they cold call sellers, cold call buyers. So you let them know, hey, I made, I made, I'm calling. Just I saw you just re- recently purchased the property here. Are you still looking to invest? Because I sometimes I come across low, um, below market value properties, and I assign them to others. And they be like, what you got right now? I don't have anything, but I'll take your number down when I get it. I send it out, and that's where it got easy because now I'm calling these people, and now I'm getting them under contract. I send them to these other individuals. They they'll help you get the deal. The buyers because they want that deal too so they'll be like hey look you your price may be a little too high but go back tell them this wrong get it under contract for this price and we'll get it for you and then pretty much what it is so so let me make sure i get you right right for the people mm-hmm. in the back you, right. you get a deal mm-hmm. and you say now i got this deal and and i gotta have buyers for it right so right. i don't wait until i actually have the deal what mm-hmm. i do is i have a buyer list ready to go so you got to do so. It's just a smooth transition, like a handoff playing football, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we exactly. so we can go to close and touchdown, right? Real quick, real quick. So do you ever run into a buyer that may say, you know something, I have what I have, but I don't want to. I don't want this property. I made the bad decision. I want to shift it back off. Does does it ever come back to you? It. I've never had. But it never comes back to me. The reason okay. being because. Really, you got to be because buyers feel like they have what they do have some leverage. But at the same time, we got leverage because we have what they want as well. So it's not like you do. I really don't do due diligence, right? Due diligence means they have time to go back 
look at the property, say they want it or not. Like, no, once you're under contract, you're under contract with me. So I make sure, but what I do is I make sure that they come see it, but I don't send contracts out until you come see the property. Ooh. So once right. you come see the property, you Dude. can't you can't come back to me and be like, after you sign this contract with no due diligence, you can't say, hey, I found this issue. Oh, I just came back and realized this going on. I gave you a chance to look at it already. You should have said that before you even made the offer. So so let me ask you something. So how, and, and I like your approach, right? So it's right. like, I'm not dealing with no headaches. Yeah, so no. how do buyer one say, um, I, I want to make sure I get the deal. I don't want you to give it to buyer two or three. So it means I got to rush out there, do whatever I'm going to do, look at it, make sure everything is good, then say, here's the offer, or here's my money early. Um, they, they come out, they take a look at it, they say, here's my offer. And if it's, I've said, I make sure, make sure you get a proof of funds, of course, but most of the buyers I've been working with now, I got a list of buyers I've been working with, right? Correct, so, correct, correct. So at first, you really don't know. So make sure you get a proof of funds because we had mm -hmm. people back out on deals before, which mm -hmm. is really a headache because it may, it looks bad on you, ultimately. And you don't want you the thing about wholesaling you want to make sure that you're providing great services to the people that sell in the houses because sometimes they're in real predicaments where they need to sell the houses so i'm right. here to help them out so that's why i make sure that i'm good on the buyer's end because i don't want them to do any backing out or anything in that nature so if they want to get the property they say hey i want the property i send you a contract after i send you proof of funds and you make sure you get earn as many to the attorney and then and by the next day what were you just answered? I was about to say, did you put in any consideration, good faith, EMD, earnest money? Mm -hmm. So this way the deal stays solidified. Stay solidified for sure. Mm. And, and I like I like your approach and your strategy, how you do wholesaling is because you're considerate to your seller, right? For to sure. Have, have you're, you, you, you're considerate because one is I'm looking at it. You don't go through with the deal. And we know, and it says completely out of your control. But you know, when the, when people don't get what they want, the blame game comes. They're blaming everybody. So Blame they mad at you, bad at reputation with you, and you don't get no more business from that client or anybody else that client knows. Exactly. So and, and especially the town that I'm in, and usually, especially like, so I'm in a smaller town, you know, um, in middle Georgia. And now I got to spend it to like South Georgia, but it's a very it's a small town. So these people own 10 houses, but they other friend own 20 houses. They all own the whole city. Mm -hmm. So they could go, yeah, don't don't mess with this guy. I, I worked with him one before. time. One time, hey, don't work with this guy. Remember, he did not close on a deal like he was supposed to. And now your, your name's burnt. You don't want to okay. do that. So walk us through it. John, you got a deal. Mm -hmm. And you say uh, uh, 123 Main Street. Mm -hmm. uh, buy one. How long do you give him? You got 24 hours, 10 hours. How long? To, um, for them to come out and take a look at it? or Correct. Take a look at it. Um, usually, we try to make it. to. I try to set it up. Key is, I try to set it up where all comes here at the same time. Wow. First so you do all, like open house. Open house. If I can, because I used to have multiple people that's like, I want the house. So I'm like, wow. all right, cool. Y'all come out. Of course, they're going to raise the bidding price anyway. I love that. Great strategy. So they all Ooh. come out. But so usually I try to get them as soon as possible because I'm like, hey, I know you want the house, but you're saying you can't see it the next Thursday. But I got another buyer that I also have worked with before that I know they legit. They want to come see it tomorrow. So if you're going to clear your schedule up or what, like you're going to try to come see it. Now, I'm not saying like, oh, you need to just be here right now. But I'm saying let's try to make it as soon as possible, because I was if you build a reputation that people know I have my houses. When I get my house on the country, I use them for no more than two days. Two okay. days top, they're gone. So 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 do the owner seller. What if they live there? You just work around the schedule and you work around the schedule or work around the schedule. And most of the time I deal with it, it used to be tenant occupied properties. 
I just let them know, hey, look, I know the tenants in place. And when we signed this contract, when they signed the contract, me and my contract, it says, if it's vacant, you have to allow me to have a lot box on the property. You have to. Um, and if it's, and if it has somebody in there, I got, I, I get the right to come see the property as long as I let you know within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And you so, don't show up and be present. You just give them the code to go look inside if it's vacant. Yeah. you If it's vacant, I just give them the code, go ahead and take a look at it. And if the tenants are there or the sellers are there, do you show up or you just let them come? Oh, oh no, for sure. I'm showing up if the, exactly. especially if the seller's there. I'm not doing it, that. It'd definitely be a side conversation to get you out the deal. I promise you it will. And it's a nine times out of 10. Unless some of my buyers I do trust. Like I have like five by five buyers I do trust. Like they'll come take a look at it. The buyer could be there and they would tell them like, I mean, the people could say something to them. The seller mm -hmm. could be like, hey, are you buying the property? Or if he buying the property, they'll be like, I'm buying it, but that's my guy. I work with him. So you, any, any question you got to ask, you got to ask him. I like that. So. I like because you know people had these side conversations and mm -hmm. be trying to edge you out. Now, right, brother, that, that's because again, you know, we don't we we spend a lot of time wholesale because we could talk all day. <laughs> yeah. all right, day, right, right now, you got me amazed and, and I'm highly impressed and I'm saluting you on that. Now, 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 the great thing about uh, I mean, you talked about uh, a great book, the one thing, how you focus mm -hmm. on one thing and you leverage that to do other things because you right. just said wholesale is the main thing. So right. now you've made some good money from wholesaling. What was the next first thing that you got into? What was that investment? What was it? Mobile homes. Mm, mobile got homes. In, got so, in the whole. So, oh, so before you go and before we talk about mobile homes, tell us what was that first deal like, and do you wholesale them or do you buy and hold? It, it depends. My first deal I did, I want to say I, I wholesaled it. First first deal I did, I definitely wholesaled it. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty smooth. Uh, I, it's simpler than. Um, traditional real estate, obviously, because mobile homes are like cars. So you got title, the title in the, yeah, exactly. Mm. You do sign it. It's just the title. You don't have to go to an attorney's office to sell it. Mm. Sign the back of the title. You give it to the person. Close it could be in one day. I sold the house mm. in one day, mm. one time. I well, sold the house. And what did you make on that? On that, on that, I made four thousand. And what did one you day. pay for? I mean, your business, brother. People got to cool. know. I got it. What, so I got mean? it under contract for ten thousand. Um, she told me she wanted to sell it. I said, I ain't even negotiate. I said, how much you want for it? She said 10000 I said, okay, give me a chance to go and try to sell it for you. I told her, I told her, I'm being honest with you. I said, you know what? I'll buy, I said, I'll buy it at seven, five. But if you want 10, I got, I got some people that'll buy from you for that price possibly. She's like, all right, cool. I put, posted on Facebook, Facebook marketplace. People hit me. I had like six people contact me in like that same night. Throughout the night while I was asleep, I woke up to like a whole bunch of messages. They was like, hey, somebody said, can I come out and take a look at it? They came out to take a look at it. They said, you know what, I'll give you, I, I, I could have made five because they offered me They offered me like 15, mm -hmm. but I gave her an extra thousand because they wanted the appliances. So they, they literally just was like, all right, cool. We can go to the bank, get the cash. She signed the back of the title. They bought it the same, like the next day. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might want to change. New environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Headley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. So within, let's break that down. Within a 24-hour period, you put on you put on the con. You had a contract on it. 
Mm-hmm. He had a contract and, on it. Had a contract on it to actually buy. Okay, contract on it, but you never actually signed the title. You let the new buyer yeah. sign. Yeah, got you. Had the contract because I signed the contract. The contract I signed, it's like the buy. It's buyer option. It says it on there. Now I right. do have a contract. I just signed a bill of sale if I'm going to buy it. But since if I it's got personal a personal property, yes, exactly. Correct. But for this one, I just went on ahead and signed the um, buyer option. I got. They gave me the option. They should try to sell this within 90 days. Really. They give you that long. They will give you that long. Sweet. So, so four thousand dollars first deal. You like, man, this is a good deal. So, what was the momentum like immediately after that with the next one? All right. So immediately after that, I had another deal. Um, expensive mobile home. Mobile home was worth like forty-five, but I got under contract for like thirty, thirty-eight. But they ended up buying it for like forty. So that was a quick two thousand. Pretty, pretty quick move. Um, so, 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 so let me interject on that. A lot of times people have certain margins they like to be at, right? Right. I guess with you, if it's a profit, you don't care. I'm on it. Most of the time with mobile homes, yes, of course. Because mobile homes, you're only going to make so much on it anyway. Now, there's times where you make five, you make 10000 But most times your profit is not really going to be that big, right? Mm. It's not going to be that big. Um, but the, the profit margin I like trying to be at, but mobile homes like three to five. Three to five thousand, that's pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I get mobile home leads by mistake. <laughs> like they live by really? mistake. People just call me and be like, they may have my card or something. They might just call me out of nowhere, or I send mail blast out. Really, for mobile homes, because I don't. Oh, mobile- brother, we can't let's skip over that. <laughs> okay. no, mail blast, the marketing, so, right? marketing, right? That's my marketing. Well, 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 I just want to know. I want to finish this up, but but you send mail blasts out. Is it digitally or just regular? Regular mail. That's regular the best mail. way for mobile home because. With mobile homes, you really don't get, you can't really skip trace who owns the mobile home because these mobile homes are usually in parks. Now, if it's on land, that's different. But if it's in a park, you know, they're all under one address. Mm. So you have to mail blast the owners when I do that. And then they may call me the next day or they may call me four months, five months down the line. And the response time is what? The response time, you start getting calls within like two weeks after you send it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there you have people that's like that's ready to sell then. But the good thing about it is they still keep your letter. Like I have one under contract right now that they called me two days ago, and I sent this letter back out. I think I want to say last September, October, and they just that people still calling me now. Like, hey, I didn't want to sell then, but I got uh, it now. I'm interested now. So, but okay. you got it. So, but with that, you got to understand, I'm not just doing mobile homes. I, I literally do wholesaling. That's my main thing. Correct. But. And then I bought my my next deal. I had I ended up buying the house and I, I flipped it. I'm flipped home. it. Flipped mm-hmm. it. Wow, got you. So is there any property speaking of flipping that you saw where the the, the margins was so sweet? You said oh, I got to put a little bit of money in this and just to get a huge property. You for sure, it? for sure. Okay. I had the, the first deal I flipped. I had bought one for I could have got it for free. This is my fault though because the people called me and they were like, "Hey, I got this mobile home for sale," and I pretty much slept on it, right? They didn't want it anymore. They was just like, we just don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, my uncle that lived there passed away, and we just have the title. So, I mean, if you want it, you can get it. I'm like, uh, all right, that's fine. I'll go take a look at it later. I never went, never went, got got to it. But one day I said, you know what? Let me call these people back. I was just going through some of my follow ups, and I was like, let me call them back and see if they still got it. They was like, oh, we don't have, we don't have it anymore. We end up giving it to the park for free. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Went to the park on the park manager. And I was just like, I give you nine hundred dollars for it, and he was just like, okay, cool. Bought the mobile home for nine hundred dollars, and then wow. I put maybe two thousand in it and sold it for eight. 
So, mm. so, so right now, how many deals you got under contract now? Right now, um, for mobile homes. No, just just uh, mobile uh, wholesale and mobile. Wholesale and mobile. Home. I have about five under contract right five now. Five under contract. Five under mm-hmm. contract. Because you in and out, you know. You I mean, in and out, yeah, I mean, I used to have like I close my deals pretty fast. Like I get them under cut. Once I get them under contract, they're gone within two days. Cause I know it's a good deal. Like there's mm. no. Uh, is this a good deal or not? No, I, I know it is. <laughs> okay, so so let's shift over. Do you do any buying, holding with real estate, single um, family? Yes, I have. I'm necessarily not necessarily buying hold, but I do um, creative financing. Okay, so I do things like subject to basically I'm buying subject to the existing mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do creative finance and then sell the financing because the only reason is because I don't want to put any of my money into it, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of makes no sense to me because if I could, if I get a house, I get houses for free. That's all. That's what I say. I get houses for free. Okay. So, 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 so walk us through a deal with the subject too. So somebody okay. in the back can get a good, a good insight what that means. What are you saying? Okay. So what I'm saying is you, people have mortgages on homes, right? Sometimes. And they want to sell. Those people are in desperate situations, but sometimes they're upside down. So, or it's not enough profit margin for me as a wholesaler to make any money off of it. It's just not. And a lot of wholesalers will walk away from it. They'll be like, I really can't make no money on this because they owe they owe a hundred thousand, but it's only it's it's only worth ninety-eight. Right. So they you're upside down, so they can't do anything with that. See, with me, when you find out these creative financing things, people can't do regular seller finance, but I can do subject too. So I just tell I told them it was on it's on 140 Parker Drive. You can look it up and say my name and give an investments LLC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I did was I told the lady, I say, listen, we really can't give you a cash offer for this. But what we can do is I can take over your mortgage, which I'm gonna explain it what subject to is basically. I said, but you never want to use the word subject to. I say, you know what, I could take over your mortgage. No, I could take over the deed of the property. Right? So, like, look, you deed the property over to me. You keep the mortgage in your, you keep the mortgage in your name, and I'll just take care of those payments for you, mm-hmm. right? So I'm basically promising them that I'm going to take care, I'm going to take care of the payments that you need to make that you don't want to make anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of that, mm-hmm. but I just need the deed in my name so I could take care of all the taxes for you, mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. any repairs that's wrong wrong with the house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'll do that for you, mm-hmm. and they usually go, you know what? Okay, some people, of course, like I said, it's a number game. She said yes for this particular property. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool. I said, I close next week. We got the title ran, um, just like a regular deal. I went, mm-hmm. it's, it's more paperwork, obviously, but it's mm-hmm. not that much more. Um, it's very basic paperwork. And most of the paperwork is saying, hey, do you know that you are deeding this property over to this guy right here, but you're keeping a mortgage in your name? That's mm-hmm. basically all they're saying. So he just protects mm-hmm. you. Right. So they can't ever go to court and be like, I didn't know what I was doing. I got this okay. on five different papers that say okay. you read and knew what they were doing and you signed okay. all of them. OK. OK. So, wow. And and I just gave her she didn't want any money down. But I told her, you know, I give her a thousand dollars down. The reason being because you want to be able to protect yourself because they took some collateral. So just in case they want to go to court or something, mm. they will ask them, hey, did you take any money for this or something? And then they say, yes, they can buy. Well, you sold the house. So. Mm. It's my house. And then now I got people, I got somebody living in there. I do lease options. So they gave me, so I gave her a thousand dollars, but I had somebody move in the next week because it was not much work to do, no work to do to it really. Had somebody move in the next week. They gave me $7,000 down, right? 
just to have the option to buy the house, but they're leasing it for a year. So they gave me $7,000 down to say, you know what, just in case I do want to buy this house, here's $7,000, it's no refund. You can't get it back. If you move out, you can't get it back. So I was in the profit, I was in green already. And then I had the, the, the mortgage was like 600. I had them pay me 900 a month. So I'm cash going a little something too. So wow, it's like a, I call it a wholesale deal that I just stay in. I just stay in the wholesale deal. And, and when they move out, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying. So when they move out, I had they moved out actually. They mm. moved out. All I did was the same thing. These people gave me five thousand down, and they're paying me the same thing every month. So every every year, if they if they decide they don't want to buy the house or they can't, they didn't fix their credit. They can't go to get a loan. The house just come at me, and I just wow. do it all over again. And you have no liability in terms of repairs and none of that. Nope, because that's why, because I don't want to be a landlord. That's why I do lease option. Because I could just rent it out regular, but lease option is like, this is your property. And then at least it literally says, I'm not responsible for any repairs because your interest is to buy this property. So yeah, you right. can paint the walls, whatever color you want to. You can do all that stuff, but do not call me and that's your big day. So, so what about this here? What about, and I understand definitely the, the pluses to that, but what if there's a situation where they don't and honor it and they don't move forward now? They didn't destroy the property. That's so property. much the profits you got to put back in to get it back up to exactly. Livable. So they they have to when they when they, if they don't. I, it always says in the contract. That's why y'all do contracts. Like I love contracts. Mm-hmm. You have to give me that house in in not in the the in the position you got it or better. So in the same condition that you got it in or better. If mm-hmm. not, you you have to fix that stuff. If you don't, then. I'm probably gonna take you to court. You got to fix it. So, do you go through that extent of taking them to court? I never. Ha- I don't have the problem. Yeah, you haven't had the issue. The yet. reason being, this is why I do lease option as well because people think not only because I don't want to be a landlord, but people take better care of their stuff if they think if it's theirs. It's a mental thing. Great. It's point. a mental thing. So, if they're renting out your house, of course, it's not my house. He has to come fix this stuff. I don't care. But if it's theirs, they're going to take more pride in it because mm. this is something I'm going to buy. This is where I live. This is my first purchase. So they're not going to go and destroy, punch holes in the walls, tear up plumbing. They're not going to do that. And if they do, if anything, they're just going to make it better because they want to make it better for when they live there. So let me ask them here because I know some 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 investors would do this and it's not the best practice, but they'll make the purchase price so high that, that they know at the end of the day, people may not buy it, right? So... Has it has it been a situation where you actually went through a wholesale or or no. they don't end up buying? Really? Most of the time, and unfortunately, most of the time, people aren't just financially literate. They just they're just not. So when I'm telling them you have a year or maybe sometimes I like the people I got in there now, they're two years because I say get your time, get, get your credit right in this time span, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell them I send them I tell them where to go or mm-hmm. things to do that they can do to get their credit right within mm-hmm. that time span. And I tell them, I will also vouch for them when they try to go get the loan and say, hey, look, this um, they've been paying every month on time to me. I mm-hmm. feel like they can't buy the house. And the banks really listen to that because they're like, okay, since he's the one that's been, they're buying it from him and they've been listening out for a year or two. They they must have some type of dependency. We could depend on them paying their, their mortgage wow. on time. Wow, wow. So. So and you got a nice sizable down payment and you get any take care of the monthly payments. And yep. you got no risk at all in terms of with the property. Wow. In terms of the property, and then I have no risk of the mortgage. Like I said, the mortgage is in my name. This of course this won't happen. But I mean, if something was to happen where I can't pay it anymore, nothing I have literally nothing in my name. So it doesn't make with my debt to income ratio just in case I want to go get something else. It's not in my name. You say, but hold on, what's not in your name? 
the mortgage is not in my name, but really? the house is in my name. Who name is the mortgage in? The, the, the seller, the person that sold me the house, that did it. Oh, that's subject two. That's subject two. Wow. Okay. 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 Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So now let, let's shift over. You made money, mobile, mobile investing, Airbnb. Now let's get to the juicy part. Right. I see that you do car investing in terms right. of rental. What mm-hmm. made you get into that? And how many cars you got hit on the road right now? Um, what made me get into this? I, I was just listening to, I had a rental car already. Actually, what, what, right? what is it? Turo? Turo? Turo. 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 Okay. Right. And um, I had a car on hire car though. So I had bought an extra car just because like this was before I started. Matter of fact, this is before I started doing mobile homes. Now that I think about it. Okay. This is actually before I started doing mobile homes. I just okay. don't think of it because it was literally just out all the time and it was just paying every day. I never even saw the car. I sold it down because it was just like, but I literally never sent the car. I was getting like $60 a day. Wow. And people I have it for three months. I get it back. Somebody else have it for it in three months. So I'm literally getting that all the time and I only paid 3500 for the car. Wow. So therefore I'm getting, I, don't, I made my money back. How and much profit do you think you made off of that? On that car, I probably made at least $6,000 profit. Okay. At least, and then plus I sold it. So I made like an extra two on top of it, a 2500 on top of it. Gotcha. How many cars you got out there right now? Right now I have six. Six, six. Right. Um, and I got it. Now the way I got it to Toro because I was like, I already got a rental car and I kept saying, I need to just go go and give me some more cars because I see how this one is producing. So it wasn't nothing like I just jumped out there and bought five, six cars. I had one that was already producing for me for more than a year. So I'm like, this makes too much sense for me not to go get no more. I just wasn't thinking about it because I was so deep into real estate. Mm. But I had capital, so I'm like, I could go get a couple cars and put them out there so I just go finance the car so got a BMW Mustang Jeep um got some uh got some Toyota then another Toyota Impala Jaguar no what what would you recommend the make and model in age of car if somebody's interested in getting in um so if you want to get into this game your car can't be more than 10 years old and not 10 years old okay yeah because they the apps won't let you put it on there um make and model well now since i've been doing it i'm thinking about i think the best thing to do is get like hondas like unless your cars are fine because you said you will see a lot of people that go hey oh i'm driving this lamborghini right and i don't pay for it or i'm driving this mercedes i don't pay for it but which we got those we got got those cars and stuff right but the thing is those other cars those those um, low profile cars, mm-hmm. they're going more often because people could pay for that more often. Can afford that. Yep. And then the repairs and the upkeep of the car are so cheap. So it's better just to go and have those those Honda, those Toyotas, those Hyundai's. They last a long time. They they easy to upkeep and people get them all the time. Like they stay going. Like I have a regular like a twenty twenty Jeep Renegade, small car, small little Jeep. It stays going more than my BMW and my Mustang put together. Like it's always going. What would you say you make make off of that car? Off of that car, I probably make around profit. Probably make like not eight hundred to a thousand a month profit. Eight hundred to a thousand profit a month. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. profit okay. after expenses after everything a month. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and and paint a picture. What does expenses look like? All right, so gas. Even I'm talking yes. about that. Got to put gas, but usually. 
that's usually if you drive my car. If I just drive my car, just because. But some, most of the time, they once you get the car back, it's already they filled up. Or you go to Toro, and Toro actually reimburse you if they did not fill the gas back up, mm, mm. right? Um, then you got oil changes, which is every blue moon. You don't have that many oil changes, right. maybe every two, three months, maybe. Um, then you got insurance. That's the thing. That's like because me being so young, I'm only 21, so you know insurance is. Ridiculous, mm. especially right. like sports yeah, cars. Exactly. Right. Um, so insurance maybe around I say I pay well, I used to pay for like six months, but a month it'd be like thirteen hundred, maybe maybe fifteen. So that's usually how much that is. And then mm-hmm. for then you know you got car notes because I finance them. So you got car notes. Okay. And the car okay. notes probably added for each one, they range from well, I have two. I only have two that had Cardinals on them, and that ran together that maybe around 1200 1300 But the so, cars are both bringing in, you know, over $1,000 a month profit. So over. would you, okay, how much you said? They both, they, they every month they probably bring in about 2000 so a piece. So mm. they all take care of the uh, expenses. I take my profit on top, so I make it around like three, four, five thousand a month. That's all for that. Okay, so out of all the vehicles you got, how much you say you making profit? Out of all the vehicles, I probably make around $3,500, a month. It depends on the month because some months be hotter than others and, you know, stuff correct, like that. Correct, correct. So. And, and you would recommend cars 10 years? No, 10 years old? 10, 10, 10 years uh, or younger. Or younger. And and have no more than $70,000 on it. Try to keep mm-hmm. it low. Miles. Does does Jeep perform better than cars? The Jeep? Yes. I think I think it I, it does. I think it does. Okay. Okay. And um, and what go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But now if you put them on higher car though, now that I feel like that's the play, honestly. You ask me. What's you go that? get you a car. Higher car is so it's you know how they got you know you got Uber, you got Correct. Uber Eats, you got um, you know, all those grill pubs, stuff like that, Lyft. Those people need cars to work. Sometimes they don't have cars or their cars might break down or something like that, but they Facts. still got to keep working. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll rent a car from you, right? Rent a car from you and they'll keep your car. They'll pay you $60 a day, $50 a day, $70 a day. But the thing is, that's okay for them because these Uber I don't know if people know, but Uber drivers and Grubo drivers, they, they, make, they, correct. they make good money. Correct, so correct, they, they, correct. They're making $300, $400 a day. They're okay with paying you your $70 or $50 because you're helping correct. them out. Correct. So it's kind of like you guys helping each other out. That's what it's all about. Peer to correct. Peer correct. So. Correct. So what was the dollar amount would you say a person should pay in the purchase getting finance? You know, pay them on about to really get a profit. 10000 15000 what? Um, to, for getting finance, um, it depends on credit. Depends on your credit, first of all, um, because finance is like way different. Correct. Um, correct and because right. the lower, I just worry about your payments more so than a whole purchase. Than a whole purchase. That makes sense. Right. So, and it, of course, different cars. So you might, if you get it, because I almost had got a Maserati, but I ended up getting a uh, Mustang instead. Really? It was, okay. It was around the same price range. The Maserati had, the Mustang was newer, but the Maserati had, I was driving the test drive, and I was literally about to buy it, but the check engine light was on, and I was just like, uh, and then the dealer had talked to me, and he was just like, look, man, honestly, for doing, I was at BMW, didn't you? And they was like, what you doing? I honestly probably wouldn't recommend you getting this. And he lost sale because of that. And he was, I, I appreciate that because I went that to the nice. dealership and got a car. He literally was just like, 
I, I like what you guys are doing. It was older white, older white dude. He was just like, I like what you guys are doing. But he was like, those oil changes around $500 for the oil change. So I wow. was like, yeah, you just saved me one. Cause I was about to buy it. About to buy it, about so, to buy it. So I say stay in between it. So it depends what car. So say if you got a up, upscale luxury car, you know, if you got a payments of between 400, 500, five, almost, mm. almost six, you'll be, you'll be all right. The reason being is because people are going to pay you a hundred dollars a day for pay 105. So your payment's going to get taken care of after like five days of it being rented out. Wow. So, okay. but if you got a, a economy car, Toyota or something, um, try to keep your payments, I'd say between three, three, if you get low, of course, but I like to be kind of high just so people go, they may get lower, but mm. between three and 400 because they might go around for 60 a day, but you'll okay. make your money back and profit. Mm. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. So brother, let me tell you, so let's shift into, uh, which we're on the last segment, Airbnb. Okay, tell us right. about Airbnb. How many do you own? And, and what made you say, I want to segment into this part of real estate investing? Okay, so I have two I have two Airbnbs right now. Mm -hmm. um, guy started talking about four months ago, two months ago. No, three or four months ago. I can't really uh, remember. I got two at different times. Mm -hmm. um, but what made me get into this, I started realizing just, just from the cars alone, you start realizing how much the peer-to-peer on like how much it is like the period period thing is crazy mm -hmm. right so i'm like this is ridiculous so all i did was my own own them i just got apartments right mm. just get apartments got apartment um i got they're here in atlanta in atlanta um and i i just saw people doing it and i was just like of course i don't jump in stuff just because it looks good right correct correct because people because some people just jump in stuff like oh it looks mm. good correct but I actually, my um, acquisition manager for my real estate company, she actually has an Airbnb. Mm. So I was like, tell, tell them about an Airbnb, right? So she started telling everybody and this stuff and she was talking about the profit that you can make and how she can help us, whatever, and help me. So I was just like, hey, I mean, why not? That's pretty much what Correct, 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 correct. I was like, why not go and do it? Get some extra income coming in, right? Because, you know, Ultimately, that's what it's about because wholesaling is all good and everything like that. You get big, big cash. You get good cash, right? And me being me being um, only twenty one, I did over a hundred deals at this point. Wow, hundred deals. Yes, twenty one so, years old, hundred deals. Yes, Begging and round of applause even, like that, brother. <laughs> and that's not even, thing. Thank you. And that's not even um, considering the mobile homes. Not the ones that not not the something two deals. That's just wholesale deals alone. So of course I got a substantial amount of um, money sitting, but it's all about having that passive income. That's how you become mm. financially free because I find myself working so much doing wholesaling, and I'm like, golly, how can I try to offset so I can get some of my time back? Basically, correct, right? Just got to get some of my time back. So I said, you know what? Let me go and get some Airbnbs now. That's gonna add on top of on top of the mobile homes that I got, and I they pay me with seller financing i got you know my subject two properties and then i have rental cars that's bringing mm. me some in mm. i teach people sometimes and then i also and that brings on top with the airbnbs so i'm like i gotta get to ten thousand dollars a month as soon as possible 
right? Mm. So I'm trying to get there. So at this and passively, that's what I mean. Ten thousand dollars a month. Passively. Correct, 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 correct. So I got I had the Airbnb. I saw I found some apartments, found saw the good area. You want to make sure it's in a good area. You ain't got to make sure mm. um it's close to some it's close to some it's some good stuff. It's good mm. surrounding and you gotta make sure that the rent is the rent if you're gonna do the uh, rental arbitrage rate. So mm. you want to make sure that the rent is sufficient enough to where you can be able to go out there and make on top of it, right? So you don't want to go get some something that costs two thousand dollars a month just because it looks good and looks great, right. and then you don't make any profit because you may break even. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So you got to make mm. sure it's in a good area. Mm. And I once I got it, I furnished it. I realized how low entry point it was. And I just realized how you really don't have to pay anything. You make your money back fast. So mm. pretty profitable. So. Wow. Let me tell you something, brother. You are you definitely have enlightened us with some great insight, man. I mean, you to be 21 years old, 100 deals, uh, wholesaling, mobile investing, the car rental, mm-hmm. Airbnbs. You were definitely going to get that 10 to 20 grand as long as you keep it up at that pace. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Mike, every time we end the show, we always ask the guests to give us two golden nuggets, right? right. Whether that be a scripture, a book, a quote, uh, or something that inspired you to make you to continue doing what you're doing. Talk to the people to the front and in the back. Uh, 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 give, give them something. Go ahead and go. Okay. So, hmm, let me think. Let me think. I won't read this. <laughs> I won't read this. But one thing I like to say is, do what you see is best for you, right? Mm-hmm. Go in a field where you think it's best for you, right? Because a lot of people try to come to me and they be like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I'm like, well, which one do you want to do? Because what you do is you spread yourself thin and you won't even enjoy it. Make sure that you, you, you're able to manage your time and you're able to do what makes you happy ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing's going to be easy. Nothing's going to be given to you. Correct. That's, that's that's just anything. A lot of people think this get is think it's get uh, rich fast, right? Mm. But it's not that. It's for the long haul. It's fun to get money. It's fun to do all these things. But ultimately, you want to be there. Make sure you can take care of your your loved ones. Make sure you can take care of yourself. And mm. Make sure you can enjoy it and have a time and some time to have freedom, right? And that's what it's all about. So make mm. sure you just enjoy what you what you do. Mm. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You are definitely alumni to the show, and we will, sure. we, we're going to ask you to come on back. And uh, and uh, you know, I, I I got like the rapport that we had, and um, like I said, we want to continue that up. For sure, for sure. Listen, nah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, listen, brother, we thank you and the audience. So, listen, you all. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. We are them ending this show off good with, with a good young man, Michael Baker Jr. with giving investments. Mm-hmm. We'll see you all next time on the Good Real Estate Show. Hey, gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight, and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms, and don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.